Hi, Andras Jones here with a couple of quick announcements. In August, we'll be wrapping up Season 2 of Radio 8 Ball, and I'll be coming out with my first record in quite a while. It's called All You Get, and I hope you'll check it out. This show, the great songwriters we've had as guests, and your attention have inspired me to want to do it again, so I am. And on July 25th, I'll be playing songs from the record at the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood, California, accompanied by the cats on this here episode you're about to hear. After my set, they'll be performing as the Sheriffs of Schrodingham. That's at 11 p.m. My show's at 10. That's 10 o'clock sharp at the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood, California on July 25th. If you can be there, we'll see ya. And if not, we'll miss ya. This is Mary Lalore, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Wherever you are, putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select. Here with the help of our friend, Synchronicity. And now it's time for Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake, it's the Radio 8 Ball Show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andros Jones, hanging out here at Starburns Industries with Vikram Devastali. Yeah. And his partner in crime, Ross Guerin. Yeah. And their silent man on guitar, John Schroeder. Waving and smiling in the corner. He's really here, believe me, it's true. Russ is pretty silent, too. Do you have anything to say, Russ? Yeah, you haven't really chimed in here. Uh, not so far, no. Okay, well, when we do... <laughs> you, That's you, a no, people. There's, a, there's an attorney whispering in his ear, <laughs> telling him what to say. <laughs> so, now joining us in the studio is another one of your talented friends. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Chelsea Williams. Hi. Now, you, I'm told, are a singer and... The songwriter. Both of those are true. So those both are of those both are true. true. Yeah. And I, I I keep asking this question to, to guests and getting answers that surprise me. Have you ever played with Vikram? I have. Oh, yes. Vikram yes. and I have played together a couple times. Yes. More than a couple times. Like so with him on the trombone? Mostly trombone. Yeah. I, occasionally a whistle though. Occasionally whistle. Yeah. Chelsea uh, is exceptional in many ways. One of them is that I, I think she may be likes the trombone more than any other person I know. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, there was a, there was how a do time... We, how do we compete? How do we compete? How do we... Where does this competition... How, what are the criteria? Well, there was a time when we didn't know each other as well, which was not that long ago, frankly. I mean, it's, it's only been in the last few years that we've spent a lot of time together, and and she would say at various times, like, oh, yeah, you know gotta get trombone on this which i always assumed was a joke (laughs) because nobody ever says that and then i think one day i was talking to russ and and he was like yeah she really loves the trombone i said well all right 
Yeah, I don't, I don't joke around about the trombone. Clearly. I take that very seriously. Yeah, my mistake. <laughs> yeah, off the top of my head, her last record, full-length record, I could think of four solos on it, and two of them are trombone and two of them are harmonica, and I can't think of any other instruments that take solos on your record. <laughs> oh, yeah, there wasn't even, like, a guitar solo on my last record, huh? Those are two Sorry, of the happy. Those are Sorry, two of the John. happiest <laughs> sounds: trombones and harmonicas. So, does that is that kind? Does that tell us something about your music? That your music is a little bit. Well, I am married. The, I am married to a harmonica player, so that kind of you know he's got an extra dog in the fight. For oh sure. yeah. Well, <laughs> I love I love harmonica. So that's his main thing. He's just that's I don't. I, I I had a band and we had a guy in the band who was a harmonica player. Just that's all he did. And yeah. I loved that. But a lot of people sort of, you know, they play guitar and they have it on a right. A lot of people play harmonica, but they're not harmonica players. They're not like Toots Thielman or that kind of thing. But right. your husband is, he's that's he's, what he does. He's a phenomenal harmonica player. Sweet. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have a suitcase with like the, like the Blues Brothers kind of suitcase full of harmonicas and a... There several suitcases. Yeah, actually, several backpacks have been broken because they've been overstuffed with harmonicas because he has that many. Very cool. Very <laughs> cool. And I, 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 I'm hoping we can maybe get one of your songs that we could throw on the end of this Absolutely. podcast. Maybe something yeah. that Vikram plays on. That would be sweet. That's... Is there anything? I don't think I'm on the record. You, that is an odd... Yeah, that... that okay. They don't have to. We that's do have some reality. live videos together that we could maybe get you a copy of that recording. Okay, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to put you, we should let people hear what you, you know, what you want people to hear so we know right. what you sound like. <laughs> and, uh, and so, what was it that inspired you about Chelsea to in, invite her to the show? Um, you know, I think that uh, one of the one of the things that interests me about Chelsea other than the fact that I personally like her very much is that uh, she maybe has more performing experience than any other musician I know. I mean, just in terms of like time spent playing her original songs in front of people um, I don't think I know anybody else who has spent as much time as her relative to how old she is um and which i i appreciate for a lot of reasons one of them is that when you go through like a college music program like you get to be some uh, one of the products of that is a very like precious kind of musician who's like uh, just uh, who has this this vacuum sealed idea of what it means to make it out there and I, I don't know of anyone who's made it on her own terms as, as well as Chelsea has. So for all of those reasons, I uh, was very excited to have her here, here today. Ah, oh, high praise. Thank you. So have you been, what was the, do you remember like how old you were when you first started playing live? Oh, I think my first gig, I started playing when I was 12, but I think my first gig was at around 15 and then I think what Vikram is referring to, a lot of my performance experience comes from, if you, if you consider this performance experience, which I, I do. guess Vikram does, I do. is busking on, on the streets of Los Angeles. For... Uh, that's definitely, perf- <laughs> that is, of course. Yeah, no. How is that? I think it's, I that's think, the I think hardest it's a, yeah. kind of perform. I've done it. I've, I've played on the street. and okay, it is Okay, so you know. Yeah, yeah. street right. performers are the true you know like the right. warriors like it's it's really that is hard work it can be grueling and you it have can... to be good you, you have to know how to stop people with your voice and 
keep people there, but also keep them moving. Yeah, it's right, yeah. right. So where do you where do you play in LA? I mean, do you still play do street performing in LA? I still I still do it a bit, not as much as I used to, but I, I mostly have done it in Santa Monica on Third Street Promenade. That's yep. been like my stomping ground for the last 10, 15 years. So how often do you would you say that you go out and play live? Oh, on the street. I mean, I don't go out as often as I used to, but I used to go out there for like 20 or 30 hours a week where I would just set up for, you know, do like eight hours a day on the weekends and a little less on the weekdays. How do you keep your voice? Did you play, do you play with a, do you have a, uh, you have obviously some sort of amplification? Yeah, I play with amplification out there because there's all kinds of distractions and break dancers right. and all, you know, all this stuff going on. Um, so what I play you... with amplification and that helps with the voice. So I don't have to like scream or. Like a little battery-powered amplifier, pretty with much, like a yeah. maxi mouse kind of thing. I or? actually, I actually ha- have like a car battery that I hook up to a power inverter. It's a whole system. It looks like a bomb. It really does. <laughs> I'm sure they love that <laughs> on the Third Street Promenade. Yeah. I get, I get sideways looks from a lot of the officers around there for sure. <laughs> this girl's this this songwriter's blowing up. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sorry. So, uh, wow. Okay. Cool. I. I. I so. What was the last time you played? When was the last time you played on the street? Yesterday. Okay, so you yeah. do. You this is the thing. Yeah, regularly. it's a thing I do. Yeah. And do you find that you are able? I mean, when you talk about it, it's like I do twenty or thirty hours. You were doing twenty or thirty hours a week. Were you able to make uh to make money? Doing yeah, it? I mean that's been my primary source of income for the last ten years or so. That is sure. not easy, people. <laughs> you have to be really good and really determined and really strong. Like that is not that is hard. Eight hours of singing on the street is even if with with amplification is a lot of time to eight, eight hours a lot of time to sing anywhere but uh-huh. out in the elements, standing yeah. there. I mean, it's in Southern California. I'm not doing it in Washington. Yeah, to well, be fair. <laughs> neither am I anymore. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's get into your question for the Pop Oracle. What do you have for us? Yeah. Um, so I guess my question has a little bit to do with human progress, um, kind of like, so I, I guess it kind of comes down to, have we progressed in a positive way as a species or in a, have we gotten better or worse through the generations? Basically, are we evolving or are we devolving? And can we, because I think that's kind of a complicated question because, you know, we have all of these technological advances in the last century, but are we keeping up with those morally? Like in the last segment, you guys brought up climate change and, and that as a huge issue. I, I, so basic, I guess basically my question is, are we evolving as a human race or are we devolving? And Are we evolving or devolving? Yeah. Okay, well... Now to engage the pop oracle, you know we're we're we have uh, we've used up the wheel. It's, we've we've gotten we've used oh, so we've many used songs. So now we are on to the cards. And I'm still gonna spin it. So, can I spin it? <laughs> sure. Wanna... I, I I showed up because I was told I was gonna be okay, able to spin so it. Okay. Well, so let's let's see. Let's, I mean the odds are against <laughs> it, but let's just see if we if we don't land on a song we've already had. Let's go for it. So now to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the wheel of eight. Na 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 na. We love it. Song number five has been chosen. So let's move on to the cards. So now let's try that again. <laughs> and now to engage the pop oracle, you get to pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. Pick 
Song number four. You're just looking at all the numbers. <laughs> one card. Pick one card. Song number four. Good, clean, fun. Are we evolving or devolving? Good, clean, fun from Vikram Devastali and Ross Garan. I've had a belly full of politics. Cut rate magicians full of hollow tricks. And my sisters are despairing. Cause the damage of the deal is done Here's to hoping that it's good, clean, fun So many strangers have been friends to me But now my brother is my enemy And I'm staring like a madman Down the barrel of an antique gun Reenacting all the good, clean fun I lost my wallet doing somersaults Showing my ass to hide my other faults I'm a sucker for the circus Only happy when I'm on the run Always searching for some good, clean fun It's not a crime to stay Cause my angel in the moonlight Was a demon by the morning sun All I wanted was some good clean That was Good Clean Fun from Vikram Devastali and Ross Guerin. The answer to Chelsea's question, are we evolving or are we devolving? And uh, as, a, as humans. As humans, yeah. So, Vikram, you want to tell us a little bit about the background of the song? And Ross, of course, if you want to say anything, you're invited. Or even if you don't want to say anything. Okay, okay. all right. <laughs> so, what do you got for us, Vikram? I believe I wrote this song. I wrote the song. On the last day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> on the last day of 2016. Mm. Uh, okay. And it was um, 
the darkest December that we've ever seen. <laughs> it was a strange time. I remember. Uh, I have a friend named Clinton Patterson. He's from Georgia. He's black. And the day after the election, I was sitting in front of Caldi Coffee in Atwater Village with Clinton. Just, you know, drinking a coffee. And this very concerned-looking white woman came up to us and said, Are you guys okay? (laughs) (laughs) And I knew what she meant, but it was still very odd. And, uh, And Clinton's reaction was like, I'm from Georgia, lady. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I know how it is. Um, and so I guess that song stems from, like, my awareness that that was a very strange time to be alive, but also feeling a little bit snarky at the same time about how self-consciously depressed people were. Mm-hmm. And just thinking, like, yeah, we've done this before, right? Like, we know. We know how we are. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, yeah, that's that, that would be my, my summary of that song. And I'm curious, do you have an idea how that relates to the question? Do you have some hit on that? Um, well... Yeah, I don't, I think that we tend to think in terms of evolving or devolving, making progress or regressing. Um, I've heard some people describe it as like, oh, like this isn't a bad thing that happened to me. This is an opportunity for growth. Uh, There doesn't seem to be a lot of respect for the notion of just getting by. At a baseline level, like how much it takes to neither evolve or devolve, but just to like continue existing. (laughs) Um, And that makes sense. I mean, we, if you're a reasonably aware person, you can name 10 things off the top of your head that are wrong with life on planet Earth. Um, But I guess that... uh, yeah, that's not a question that I ask myself very often. Whether we're maybe it says something unseemly about it about me that I don't ask that question more often than I do. Um, but I just think like, yeah, it's really hard just to get by for a lot of people a lot of the time, and so if we can just kind of get through, it's not enough, but it counts for something. And just uh, the good, clean fun in the song, what is, that's just sort of like, say, it's it's sort of, what what is, what does that, what does that mean for you in the song? Like, there's all this terrible stuff going on, but I just want to have coffee with my friend and have some good, clean fun, or like, what is that? Uh, No, I've just, I've just always been intrigued by that phrase, because it seems to categorically describe things that are not what normal people would describe as fun. <laughs> like so <we're> like <laughs> you know, we're gonna we're gonna 
uh, just uh, mow the lawn and and uh, play bocce ball. It's gonna be some good, clean fun. <laughs> no, uh, no uh, uppers or downers to uh, pollute our otherwise clean, good time. Um, and uh, yeah, I suppose it's my my. If I had thought about it, I'm glad I didn't think about it at the time. But if I had thought to say it to this woman who came up to me at the coffee shop. So like, oh, well, you don't know. I mean, it could turn out to be some good, clean fun. It would have almost have been worth it just to see the look on her face at that moment. Uh, but uh, for better or for worse, I'm not quite that much of a troll. Yeah. So, well, Chelsea, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? Um, I guess if I'm being, like, incredibly literal about it, I could like associate clean fun with clean energy oh yeah okay (laughs) so you know maybe we're just searching for some good clean fun yeah (laughs) well some of us are searching harder than others yes that's true (laughs) and well i mean and if you expand the idea of energy as like good clean fun good and good clean energy between people in mm-hmm. relating like yeah. as, as a sign of evolving or devolving right yeah um yeah and i guess there was also this i there was something i feel like the que- if the question is are we evolving or devolving the answer is yes right yes right? We- <laughs> i agree i agree yeah right and so i feel and in a way that's what this the song is sort of saying is like there's there's the woman who comes up to you and asks this question is asking a ludicrous question, even though it makes sense. Like, it makes sense for her to have this feeling. And it, I, it's almost courageous to go up to be, to have the chutzpah to go up and just say this to some people who you don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a li- also a little bit also insulting and presumptive and privileged and all these other things. But I wouldn't have, the, you know, I don't generally go up and initiate interactions with anyone who I don't know, let alone on such a, in such a day and in such a topic, but that the idea that your response was, that's, it was, that is as ludicrous as asking and not to to downplay your question, are we evolving or devolving? It's yes, we're doing both. And where does, you know, it makes me want to say, well, where does this question come from? What are your, what, what are you, what do you, what qualifies as evolving to you and devolving to you and sort of on that level of energy like on the global level there's this one thing but then there's also on the personal level like are we in this room am i evolving or devolving right. and again i think the answer probably is is yes and to that but i also definitely have those feelings right like am i getting better at what i'm doing am i getting more conscious is that a does that make me a, does being conscious make me a better person like this woman who came up to you she was acting out of conscience but actually but also acting out of ignorance in a way of the the impact or the dynamic that she was engaging so. yeah um it was sort of an out of body experience in the sense that you know i was sitting there feeling pretty good all things considered <laughs> Thanks for reminding me, lady. And uh, no, it's just uh, it's just interesting to consider that she was walking down the street and and 
she didn't see a person who was sitting there who was who was fine. Uh, who she saw someone who who was a victim. Um, and you know, to the extent that I might have lost my grip on reality, I suppose that would make sense, right? Like if you saw a crazy person sitting on the street and you asked him if he was okay, and he said, "Yeah, I'm fine." That wouldn't be the end of the conversation in your mind. It was just interesting to consider that she might think of me that way. Like, either I am so traumatized by this that I don't know what to do about it, or I'm not traumatized by it, which would then itself be a sign of deeper trauma, even <laughs> it's like than the catch 22 of, the, of the, the Trump election. Like, if you are freaked out, if you aren't freaked out about it, then it's a sign that you're crazy. But if you are freaked out about it, then you're going to act crazy. It's like, yeah. we're all, like, our country is crazy right now. You can't, there's no, yeah. there is no sane response to this situation. Yeah. There are a multitude of potentially sane or insane responses, but there is no, like, storm the best deal, right? That would be the... I think storming the best deal at this exact moment would be extremely counterproductive. <laughs> right. Well, it might be good some, some good, clean fun. Yeah, it might be some good, clean fun. I'm going to start using I'm going to try and incorporate that into my language now. That's It's yours for free. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to think of things that I could apply that to. Yeah. You'd, you'd be amazed. Just once you start, it's like Pringles. <laughs> once you pop, you can't stop. Are you considering harming yourself? Yeah, I'm just more just thinking of some good, clean fun. <laughs> With pills, <laughs> yeah, but don't but don't look away when you say it. Look them right in the eyes. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. If you really want to get the most uh, bang for your trolling buck, <laughs> and I am always looking to get and I know the most you do. bang for my trolling. I know buck. you do. Yeah. Well, well, Chelsea, do you, do do you feel like you got any help with your uh, clarity into your question? You know, I think you're right. There's no real answer to that question, or there is. It's just yes to both. So mm-hmm. you know, but I do think that the there. And correct me if I'm wrong, Vikram, but there does seem to be some sort of like self-awareness written into that song. And I think that that is an important part of evolution for people. And so maybe that's, you know, maybe that's yes. (laughs) Maybe that's a yes. Yeah, I did. I did want to. It is kind of a joke to start with something very weighty and to end with like. I was at this bar the other night, and it really didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was E.M. Forster who said that a a small thing at hand is greater than a great thing remote. Uh, And I think that politics is a perfect uh, example of that, Um, where, like, there are all these tiny details of how things work that we could really dive into if we wanted to, but, you know, most people don't have time for that or the inclination for it. They're worried with the thing that is, you know, eating their leg off right at this very moment. And that makes sense, because if you don't stop that, soon you'll have no legs left. Wise words, Vikram. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, thank you very much, Chelsea, for for being here and being a part of this. I'm looking forward to checking out your music. uh, you Now, uh, this is going to be coming out in middle june anything you want to let listeners know about things coming out shows middle june street corners you'll be playing on 
you know, just look out for me on, on Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica. I'm look, I'm working on a new record right now, but it probably won't be out until early next year. So. Oh, and I forgot to ask, when you play on the street, do you play a mix of your own stuff and covers? I do, yeah. I try to draw the people in with the covers, and then I just Keep them surprise there with the, yeah, them with, with the originals. With your stuff. <laughs> What's your, do you have a song that you're like, I know, this will, this will, this one always works to start to gather a crowd or stop people or it actually surprisingly enough it changes i think it depends on what song i'm enjoying the most at the time but i do work with a loop pedal and that tends to draw people in because they're just like what is that what is this phantom voice i'm hearing you know got it got it so is there are there do you have any like like those strong go-tos of covers that oh of covers i don't know I'm trying to think of, of my most popular cover. I do I do Tango to Their Sore by Tom Waits. I don't think people know that one. I think oh, I just yeah. really like. I it's, mean, I mean, people do know that. Obviously, I'm not. Yeah. I just mean it's, it was never like a top forty hit. Right. But um, yeah, I think that one that one's pretty good out there. Yeah, Wasn't there some song? guy who keeps heckling you to play Blackbird? <laughs> Did I just invent that? That, in that happens. People yeah. ask me to play Blackbird. I do, I do play Blackbird occasionally. It used to be my go to song. Yeah. But yeah, pe- people heckle me out there a little bit. They always ask me to play like Freebird and oh, I'm Yours by Jason Mraz. There should be a there should be some sort of the cops on the Third Street Promenade should have a ticket for people who shout Freebird. <laughs> it's just not funny any it's, it's not, not funny any, anymore. anymore. It's really unless you're at a Leonard Skinner concert. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was and somebody shouted Freebird and they played it. <laughs> And it was great. <laughs> Did they play it? But uh, I'm not gonna go down this road. Not not a Skinnerd fan, bro. Uh, it's not a, that I'm not. I guess I'm not a Skinnerd fan. I'm not a Skinnerd hater. But I just I'm a hater of that joke. And I don't even like that song. Oh, sorry, sorry. It, this is not. I'm devolving. <laughs> well, thanks, Chelsea. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for ho- taking on the, the host role for me there, Vikram. <laughs> Yes, it has been great, and and uh, I wish I could quote Freebird at you right now, but I can't, so just leave it at that. <laughs> All right, deal. Okay. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 It's been six.